Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to Podcastage. Today I'm back with a review of what I think is the best deal in audio, the Behringer XM8500. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you only $25. That's right, $25. If you are interested in this microphone, I will throw some affiliate links in the description down below. And for this review, I'm running the microphone directly into the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen, recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz, gain set at around 430. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now, let's talk about what comes in the box. That was disappointing. First, everything comes in this plastic hard shell carrying case. You'll of course get the microphone, a microphone mount, a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, and a single page of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, I really don't have any complaints about this thing. It has an all metal body as well as a very firm metal mesh grill with no give to it. As we move around the microphone, there are no buttons or switches. On the bottom, you will find the XLR port. And if it matters to you, this microphone is made in China. And I also want to show you this side-by-side -side comparison to my seven-year-old XM8500, which I have used heavily. Everything appears to be identical except for a few minor cosmetic changes to the printing on the microphone. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 50 Hz to 15 kHz, a sensitivity of negative 70 dB, which is not accurate, and an impedance of 150 ohms. Now I am spinning around the XM8500 to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. Continuing around the microphone to the rear of the mic, 180 degrees. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, there we are. And then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Next, let's see how this microphone does at plosive rejection. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to exaggerate the proximity effect, and here is how it sounds. Now I'm about three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth, and here is how it's sounding. About one foot away from the Behringer XM8500. About two feet away from the Behringer XM8500. And about four feet away from the Behringer XM8500. I'm sick of saying that name now. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And now for all the elite gamers, I am typing on the sad W and the spacebar keys. Can you believe somebody didn't know that sad W was a joke? Weird. Now here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And now, here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. And now to see how effective the microphone is at shock rejection, I'm going to go ahead and tap on my desk to see how much of that noise it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. Now because this is a handheld mic, I'm going to pass it back and forth between my hands to see how much handling noise it picks up and how much of that it's able to reject.
Also, because I'm an annoying person, I'm going to tap on the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now, because I want to be a completionist, here is how the microphone sounds without the grill being covered. And then as my hand encapsulates the microphone, this is what it sounds like. It sounds very different and it sounds very bad. Again, here is how it sounds without my hand covering the grill. And then as my hand goes around it, here is how it sounds. And now, like we always do, I'm going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the microphone we're reviewing and a couple other microphones that are available so we can see how it stacks up against the competition and hear how it sounds in the context of the marketplace. Marketplace. Why did I say it like that? We'll start on the microphone we're reviewing. This is the XM8500, three inches off, gain set at around 430, and here is how it sounds. First up, we have a seven-year-old XM8500, same distance, same gain setting. I want to include this to see if there's any significant change in tone and manufacturing or due to seven years of heavy use. There you go, seven years old versus brand new out of the box. Back again on the Behringer XM8500 for a palate cleanser. Nothing has changed. Let's go to another mic. Now we are on the Mackie EM89D, which goes for about $50 to $70, three inches off. Gain still set at 430. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these in post. And let's do some more. All right, back on the XM8500 again. We have a lot more to go, so I am going to shut up. Next microphone. Now I am on the Shure SM58, which goes for about $100, three inches off, gain set at 430, check the lower third to see how much I boost this in post, and here is how the classic stage mic sounds compared to a microphone that is named similarly to it. 58, 85, you get it. We've got a lot more to go, Lucy, so this is the XM8500, let's do another comparison. Next, we are on the SE Electronics V7, which goes for about $100, three inches off, gain still set at 430, also check the lower third, and here is how this compares to a microphone one quarter the cost. Let's do more. Back again on the XM8500 for another palate cleanser, let's do another microphone. Now we're doing a few broadcast style dynamics. This is the Rode Pod mic, which also goes for about $100, three inches off, gain still set at 430, and here is how this sounds compared to the XM8500, which is one quarter the cost. We have a few more microphones to go, but first up, this is the XM8500. Nothing has changed, let's go to the next one. Next, we are on the Audio-Technica AT2040, which is another $100 broadcast style. Dynamic microphone, three inches off, gain still set at 430. That's likely not going to change except for the last microphone. And here is how this sounds compared to the XM8500. All right, XM8500 again. Here is how it sounds. Let's do another microphone. Now we are on the Elgato Wave DX, which goes for $100, and it is also a broadcast-style dynamic microphone. Three inches off, gain still set at 430, and here is how this compares to the XM8500. In case you haven't gotten enough of it, this is the XM8500. Here is how it sounds. Check the lower third. Let's jump to another mic. 
Next, I am on the Lewitt MTP550DM, which is a $130 handheld dynamic microphone, still 3 inches off, still gain set at 430, and here is how this compares to the XM8500. I believe this is the penultimate microphone, so here you go, XM8500. Let's go to the second to last mic. Now I am on the Shure SM7B, which goes for about $400. I do not have the high pass filter or the presence boost engaged. And here is how a microphone that is 16 times more expensive than the XM8500 sounds. Check the lower third. I will have to boost this more. Three inches off, gain at 430. Let's go to the last mic. And you all know what the final microphone is going to be, but you need your palate cleanser, so this is the XM8500. Let us jump to the final microphone. And finally, we are on the Neumann U87AI, which goes for about $3,700. I'm not even going to do the math. It's a lot more expensive than the XM8500. Three inches off, gain set at around 11 o'clock, cardioid mode, no pad, no filter. Let's jump to the music test. I wish I could afford all the watches in the world I'd manipulate the markets, then make a billion bucks I do not endorse or condone market manipulation, flipping, or scalping I want to buy a watch, but I can't do it, I'm not gonna pay your prices, you are scum! I hate all that you choose to be. Why are you the way that you are? Totally off topic. Let's go to the conclusion. <laughs> Stop sucking, okay? All right, as I mentioned in the intro, I think this microphone just might be the best deal in audio. And first up, as far as pros, we have the cost. That is the main pro here. The second pro here is the cost. It's extremely affordable. The third pro is the fact that it is a functioning microphone that doesn't sound like the worst microphone ever created. And the fourth pro is the cost. But then as far as cons, the microphone does a pretty bad job at handling noise rejection, which is not something you want for a handheld dynamic. It also does a fairly bad job at plosive rejection. Again, not something that's ideal for a stage microphone. Also, the shock rejection of this thing is pretty bad, so if you get a little bit handsy with the microphone stand it's on, that's going to be picked up. And if you get a little bit too close to the microphone, the proximity effect does get quite out of hand. And now, what are my overall thoughts and opinions of the XM8500? On the electric guitar, it has this amazing ability that is very uncommon. It can be both muddy and unclear, and stabby and piercing in the top end simultaneously. It's very rare that you get both of those characteristics at the same time, but this gives you that. 
The low mids around 200 to 300 get way overpowering if you are close micing the cab. You're going to need to EQ that out to make it usable at all. And then in the top end, it does exhibit that stabby kind of sound, which makes it quite unpleasant to listen to. It's not the worst sounding microphone. You can EQ it to make it workable. It's never going to be amazing though, in my opinion, and it's nothing that I am going to be reaching for. It doesn't give me a sound that I am hankering to record with. Next up on the acoustic guitar, I liked it more than the electric. I can say that much. I do mic up the acoustic about 12 to 13 inches away, and at that distance, it reduces quite a bit of the proximity effect, and when you reduce the low mids on this thing, it really opens up the top end, and those boosts up there become much more apparent. This thing is quite lively sounding, and it captures a lot of the attack on the strings, Again, it's not going to be a sound that I am particularly looking for, but if it's what you got, if you're on a budget, I think it can be workable. Next up for singing, I know I sound like a broken record, but the lows and low mids got quite out of hand. I found a high pass filter around 120 to 150, and then a cut between 200 and 300 cleared that up quite a bit. Also, the mids come across a little bit honky, and then the top end is not smooth. You can EQ it to improve it. It's not going to sound great. It is functional. It works. It's functional. And finally, for spoken word, everything that I have said still holds true. The lows and low mids are very overpowering. The mids come across slightly honky, and then the top end is not the smoothest. A DSer will be your friend to help tame that a little bit, make it a little bit less unpleasant. I recorded a podcast with it. It was overcompressed, but I got complaints. Hey, this is painful to listen to. You need to do something about it. So it's not the best, but it is functional. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Behringer XM8500? Surprisingly, yes, I would. This microphone has plenty of drawbacks, the handling noise, the plosive rejection, the lack of a smooth top end, the overpowering proximity effect, it has a lot of issues. So why am I recommending it? It's $25. It's $25 and it functions. With that being said, if your budget allows for it or if you're able to save up to get a $100 microphone, I think you would be much better served going that route looking at the SM58, the E835, or the SEV7, or one of those broadcast-style dynamics if you prefer the sound of those. The reason that I say that is the majority of the $100 microphones have a higher build quality, and they resolve a number of the issues that the XM8500 has. But if your budget is capped at around $25 or $30 for the XLR microphone, and you're going to get your interface, your microphone stand, and your pop filter, that's where this thing really shines. I know it does have a lot of drawbacks, but a $25 microphone that functions and sounds workable is amazing to me because it has democratized recording. There's such a low barrier of entry that I think nobody really has much of an excuse to not have great sounding audio, and 
That's a wonderful world to live in. So if you fall into that category, I would recommend it. If you can save or your budget allows for it, I would go up to about $100. All right, that is it for this video. I've got nothing else. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go to give me a thumbs up, hated it, big old thumbs down. That's it. I love you so much. These people are amazing, and I will talk to you next week. You are the greatest human being ever. Go record some awesome content with your $25 microphone. Peace out, homies. Whoa, whoa, boop.